Hi, welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first episode, welcome. If you are part of the community here, Welcome back. I am so excited to have each and every one of you tune in and listen. If you missed out on last week's episode, I got to chat all about income tax with Rosalind. So even if you've already filed and you missed out on the episode, go back and catch it. There were a lot of gems dropped and it it can still help you out even if you filed already. One, knowing things that you should know next time. And two, we talked about the W-4 form. So if you're not familiar with that form is and what it can do for you, definitely go back and catch that episode. If you have not been keeping up on Instagram, y'all, I shared that Apple Podcasts recognized my podcast for Black History Month. I am honored to say the least just to be amongst Lovey, my leak, Tiffany the Budgetista, like all of my favorite people and podcasters. Like I am so like words cannot even describe the way I feel. But I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for every one of you who have left a review, shared the podcast. Like it really matters. And thanks again, Apple Podcast, for recognizing me. I really appreciate it. I just wanted to remind you that the Single Mom Success Tour is kicking off in April in Houston, D.C. in May and Atlanta in June. I I have joined forces with Nikisha Wynn and we're super excited about it. We're going to be sharing our knowledge over brunch, y'all. It's going to be so amazing. If you are looking to get your budget in order, increase your income, get your time management skills together, find community, build community, like this tour is for you. So go to singlemomsuccesstour.eventbrite.com. Again, that's singlemomsuccesstour.eventbrite.com and get your tickets today. I will put the information in the show notes so you guys can check it out. This week, I am chatting with Taylor all about learning to love yourself. You know, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And so it is hard for some of you. And I realized that um, for me, you know, I've just always been like this loner (laughs) up until like a few years ago where I decided to like find community because I realized the importance of it, but it didn't really bother me. It was always like another day, but I have realized again that, you know, some moms really struggle with Valentine's Day. So I thought that this episode would be beneficial. And without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Taylor. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on. Yes. How are you doing? (laughs) I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm well. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Of course. Can you take a moment to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Surely. I am Taylor Pinkston. I'm the founder of Ladyhood Journey LLC, which is a virtual support for women and femme individuals, 18 and up. Um, I have a Facebook group called The Whole Truth, Healing Over Everything. And um, we're all about just providing support, encouragement, and also challenging women to be their best selves and focus on self-love, women empowerment, of course, and also healing. Um, I have a blog. I am a body positive model, a poet. I'm a mom. And of course, um, I am a certified self-love coach. And oh my goodness, there's just so much involved with that. But yes, I call myself the heart advocate. So that's, that's pretty much what I am. Awesome. <laughs> So, Taylor, I want to take this thing a step back before, you know, you got started with all of these things, especially um, before becoming a self-love coach. Um, I was telling you off the mic that I read a little bit about your story and saw that you suffered yeah. from depression 
why are you impregnant yeah. with your daughter and you didn't mm. really love yourself like talking about it can you take me down that mm-hmm. road a little bit it you know what the first step in it all was admitting it first for me when I got pregnant it was about a few weeks before my master's graduation um, when I found out and you know I dealt with the you know the disappointment in myself I think is what was the most prominent just you know, realizing that I was settling for a toxic relationship just to have company. And the journey within that, you know, seeing my belly, seeing my degree, sitting in my one-bedroom apartment and, you know, doubting myself, all the years I'd spent in school, everything that I had worked towards, you know, just, you know, not seeing the gratitude in, in life. And it just you know, spiraled throughout my nine months of pregnancy. And I, um, yeah, I I was living in self-hate. And I think admitting that is hard. But when you admit it, Mm -hmm. it is. It's hard to say that out loud because no one openly admits that they hate themselves. Right. But if I'm body shaming myself, and I am living in a space where I'm doubting my ability and I'm not even trying because I don't feel like I can even, you know, make it or I can even do that because of the bad choices that I made. That's self-hate. That's what that is. When you're comparing yourself to other people, which is, you know, a lot of what we deal with on social media, I dealt with all of that throughout my pregnancy and just doubting my ability as a social worker and even in all of my skill, you know, when you go through something, it's different when you're going through it, you know, you have to really reflect and take the time. So for me, it was really um, looking at my life, realizing and accepting my choices, you know, being aware of who I am, accepting who I am, and then really working towards forgiving myself for and for my journey, it was forgiving myself for staying in a relationship for so long that I knew was toxic. But that's, that's self-love is not always pretty. So I always say that to my clients and anybody that I'm talking to, all the women that I work with, like, if you're expecting me to roll out a glamorous journey for you, you know, with sprinkles and, you know, chocolate syrup on this beautiful Sunday, you are not ready to really work on your heart because it's going to be, you know, you laying on the floor crying, you know, you really looking at your, your life and your choices and um, accepting them and embracing them. And then, you know, loving them and learning to grow in the dark spaces. So yeah, it was a dark time. Wow. Definitely a dark time. So Um, I, I feel like, uh, a lot of us have not been raised to love ourselves, especially mm. when we become parents. Like, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're taught children first. Like, the kids always come first. Like, that's what, mm-hmm. you know, the older generation yeah. has taught us. And so mm-hmm. I see that a lot of moms forget that they are a woman and they have an identity mm-hmm. outside of being a mom. You know, we get so mm-hmm. proud of with our daily routines that it's like we forget who we are and so I guess like I just want to know like you know you talked about uh like how you kind of um transitioned from like being that depressed woman to actually uh learning to love yourself and so what do you think was that turning moment for you in the journey like what actually said taylor you have got to get up out of this space and do something with yourself you know you deserve better like what was it like for you right i think it took it took some time but it definitely started when i saw her like when when i saw my daughter for the first time and i saw myself in her and i started to really you know process through my daughter will not be in this kind of relationship my daughter, you know, like I am going to do something now so that she sees a woman not settling. You know, if that if that makes any sense. I oh, want her yes. to see Absolutely. the struggle of it all because it's not easy to take that leap of singleness. 
-hmm. it is not an easy choice. And I always say, you know, no one in their life is thinking, you know, when I'm 29, I'm going to be a single mother. Like that's not something that we aim to do, but I am single for all the right reasons. You know, I'm single because I have to be right now. You know, that man will come, but for me right now, it's about singleness and rebuilding my heart and who I am. So for me, it was seeing her and I think a lot of times that might be what it is. And sometimes it, it comes later down the line. Um, but definitely seeing myself in her and not wanting to repeat that cycle of depression and, you know, my my daughter's father struggled with alcoholism and wouldn't do anything about it. So that was a lot of our our issue. So I had to choose me and I had to, you know, and I think what you had said about, and I, I love that, what you had said about moms or women being taught to put their kids first. I think that is always, you know, we we carried that child for nine months. And even if you're an, a mother who adopted a child, you know, that is your child. So they do come first, but you also need to be on that list of priorities. You know, it is not a selfish act to to take care of you while taking care of your, your children. Um, and that's, it's like finding the balance of it. Like, of course, your kids are going to come first. You're going to protect your kids at all costs because they're yours. But are you protecting yourself, sis? Like, are you, are you protecting your heart? Are you, you know, are you settling for less than your heart and soul desires? And I think that that is where we need to get to as as mothers and as single mothers. Yes, I totally agree. I'm just like, well, uh, on another, I guess on a another way to look at it, I'm just thinking like, you know, day to day, I make sure that I'm on my to-do list first, okay? Like before my daughter Listen. wakes up, I have to make sure that yeah. I'm taking care of Kim because like if I don't like, you know, my day is going to be a mess. I'm going to be, like, frustrated. Like, you know, come on, McKinley, we got to go. We got to do this. We got to do that. You know, you're running behind. Exactly. And so it's exactly. like, you know, the day, because I feel like it's just chaotic if I don't take that time yeah. for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's very important. You know, I think when you're, um, you know, when you're flying on a the plane, they always tell you to secure your own mask first before you even, you know, put your kids mask on. And so I think that we should take that same approach when it comes to love, learning to love ourselves, you know, absolutely. And it brings me to my next question, Taylor. So how do you define self love or how does one learn to love themselves? One of the things I love to say, because a lot of people look at self love as self care and they kind of like clump, those two or like they separate them and it's like there's self-love and then there's self-care and it's like no sis self-care is a part of self-love like it's just one little part um so for me self-love is is 10 things to be to be quite honest and it, you break it down with each thing um and just a few are self-trust self-acceptance self-pleasure self-forgiveness self-compassion um, self-expression, self-awareness, self-care, those are all included in this self-love tree. And in the Path of Self-Love School, that is what Christina Rilo, who is the founder of my certification, um, preaches because it's true. I mean, without, without self-awareness, how can you have self-care? Without self-forgiveness, how do you have self-trust? You know, how can you trust yourself to actually make moves and to do things if you haven't forgiven yourself for the stuff you've done in the past? Or if you're not aware of, the, of who you are um, or accepting all that you are? How can you feel comfortable in your skin, you know, if you're not accepting your body as it is and as she is right now? So little things like that. So um, it's all rooted in our self-worth. But, you know, self-love is, you know, a beautiful tree 
that is filled with different things that we, you know, have to prioritize. And one of them is definitely self-care and, um, you know, reflecting on where we've been and taking care of our bodies and our minds and our souls, giving them the nourishment that they need so that we can be the moms that we desire to be. Um, and that is not a perfection goal. Self-love is not about being perfect. It's about trying every single day and choosing your heart every single day and doing the best you can. So I don't wake up every day, you know, trying to be perfect and, you know, be the best single mom. No, I just want to be Taylor who loves on my little girl in the best way that I possibly can without holding myself hostage to a standard Mm -hmm. um, or a comparison of another mom. And it's like, you know, I have, there's probably about two friends of mine who are also single mothers. I don't, I don't seek to compare myself. And I say the same thing to them. You know, we do that. Like when our kids hit milestones, like my baby was walking Well, my baby isn't walking yet. We beat ourselves up for those things. And we, you know, that mom guilt is, is real. So real. And, uh, oh, so, <laughs> oh my gosh. so real. And I spent a lot of time, you know, and with the moms that I, that I coach and, you know, that are clients of mine, I spent a lot of time focused on the guilt because we have it, you know, every little thing that our children do or don't do and the way that society tells us they should do them, we blame ourselves for it. And um, it's it's ripping at us. It's tearing away at our heart. You know, our children. It's like, what do they say? You know, your your children are your heart out of your body. Um, and you know, there's nothing wrong with prioritizing your kids, but you just also have to prioritize you. And it it takes every branch, all the ten branches of self love, which is what we call it. Um, it really does. It takes every single one of them prioritizing them all. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. That's so good. I like how you broke the 10 parts down. But can you tell us like what made you say, you know what, I've embarked on this journey to loving myself. Now I want to help other people or now I want to help other moms or other women. What was that like, Taylor? Like, what was that moment like where you made that decision and you were going to get certified and this and that because that's I think that's so awesome um I don't know thank you sis uh women who are out here as a self-love coach you know especially like being a single mom I think that's really amazing I, I have always had a heart for women and girls more women and families but I feel like that's women and girls you know so it's it's, it's a part of us um because we bear children, but I always have wanted to be um, a social worker and somebody that's working in like the human services, social services field. It's always been a part of me. Um, the self-love piece came from just my experiences with self-hate and seeing it in myself and seeing myself settle and allowing things that I would have never, that, that, that the childhood Taylor would have never allowed. And I have a poem on my blog about that. Um, just, you know, th- what the younger me would be disappointed in seeing the me at 25 allowing what I allowed in a relationship. Because my diary has the list of the man of my dreams, like most of us do as as young girls. Um, I have that list. And what I was settling for to have company was not that list. And I think I think a lot of what self-love is, and it's the hardest part, is the self-awareness. That's the first step. The first thing you need to do is not go to the gym and start working on your body. You know, yes, that's a part of it. You know, physical and physical wellness and your health. That's a lot of, that's what I did. The first thing that I did on the self-love journey is like, you know, I need to master all of my body goals. 
but I found myself fluctuating up and down, up and down, you know. Every time something really bad happened, I went right back to toxic habits because I was not doing the hard work. I wasn't even aware of what I wanted, what I truly desired in relationship, in my family, in my friendships, and, you know, in my work and all of those things. So, you know, for me, doing it in my own, in my own journey and in my own life, it's like, I want to talk to this about to my friends, to my coworkers, to my family. I want to bring this to every woman. And I always say that, like, I'm here for the heart of every woman because I know my heart. I bleed passion and, you know, I'm a very emotional person and I feel hard. My heart is empathetic and I understand things that, you know, many would not understand. And it's just who I've always been. I've always had that that empathetic spirit to be able to really you know, take on the emotions of others and understand where they're coming from. So being able to be a heart advocate and show up for my heart, actually do what it desires. I'm like, okay, I I want this to be for everyone. So I looked it up. Like I, I went online and I'm like, there has to be a program. There has to be. And there was. And Christina Rilo is the heart queen. I just, I am an advocate for that woman in the path of self-love school. Um, and please go and look it up. Um, but their their entire program and everything that they offer is powerful. And I'm like, you know what, this is exactly what Ladyhood Journey needs and it's what it's all about. I mean, it really helped, you know, really give my brand exactly what it had been missing. I'm like, this is it. This, this is that piece. So, women empowerment, healing over everything, and self love. That's that's Lady of Journey. Awesome. That is so amazing. Again, I just can't stop saying that enough. Like, I really think again that it's just so awesome that you would take out the time to even think. You know, like like you said, you want to bring this to everybody, and they. Mm-hmm. Is that if we have more tailors in the world, I think we'd be like a better place, especially the single moms, because I've talked to a lot of them and like some of them are still holding on to the past. You know, they're still holding mm. on to those things mm-hmm. that made them feel a certain type of way in that baggage and they're just carrying it and they don't know what to do, Taylor. So mm-hmm. anyways, I could go on and on about that, but mm. yes, you can, mentioned, um, prioritizing self-love or self-care. Um, how as like busy moms, can we begin to make it a priority? Sometimes, and I, I give this, I give this suggestion a lot. It's literally doing like putting yourself in your calendar, like actually, like not all your tasks, and the things you have to do. I got to go to the grocery store, go, you know, this meeting, that meeting, not that stuff. The, and if we're, if we're just talking about self-care, um, I would actually set aside time for self-reflection. So in the beginning, it was, you know, um, actually doing daily journals and daily devotion. And um, some of that stuff I've still adapted into my life now. But actually taking the time to figure it out because there is reason and purpose in everything. I don't live by coincidence. You know, we are all single mothers for a reason. There is a reason why we are single mothers. And I think when we begin to actually self-reflect, which is a lot of people don't know that that is self-care, but that is self-care. You know, self-care is not only a physical thing. So for me, actually journaling, and not everybody is a journaler um, or a writer, but you can just have a moment in meditation where you are processing these things. Or you can go to your girl or your friend or a family member and have the same conversation and be reflecting. You know, so there are ways that you can get that out. Um, But for me, writing has always been a healing space. So I would literally reflect back. And sometimes it was 
grabbing old journals, grabbing old diaries, reading where I was in 2010, in 2011, you know, in those times when I saw the shift in my behavior or whatever it is, and actually just, you know, processing, well, why? What is it? Was it loneliness that caused you to stay in that relationship for so long? Were you just comfortable? Um, is it your fear of being alone? And for me, it was yes, yes, and yes. Like that was all of those things um, for me because I've always struggled with that loneliness, you know, that idea that you have to be with someone in order to do things, even things as simple as going to the movies by yourself. Okay. A lot of people, listen, yeah. girl, a lot, <laughs> a lot of people feel okay going to the movies by themselves. Yes, that is, that me. is okay. not Taylor. <laughs> Taylor has never been that girl up until recently, you know, up until within like the last two to three years, you know, did I actually, you know, like I'm taking myself out on dates. I'm going to go to events by myself. I don't need a friend to go with me, nor do I need a man to go with me. Like I can go alone and love it and enjoy those spaces because I'm enjoying me. I'm dating me. You know, I'm spending time with me and the more you find the gratitude in those spaces, the more you're able to embrace your self-love and self-care is a part of that. So I always start with reflection. You know, I think that self-awareness piece, who are you? Good, bad, ugly, who are you? Not, you know, making excuses for toxic behavior, but actually recognizing it and you know that that's tough for people a lot of people run away from that that's scary Mm -hmm. um, to actually to look back but it is a requirement in your healing Um, it is a requirement in self-love for sure yeah and I think um, for those like moms that are like super busy when I say super busy you know, you're getting up, you're taking your kids to school or daycare, you're going to work, you're getting home, you're doing homework and, you know, mm-hmm. doing your night routine. Like it's, you know, you're like, I don't have the time. Like you just automatically say that you don't have the time. But I mm-hmm. I think what you said earlier, Taylor, about like scheduling time. And if that means getting up 30 minutes earlier so that you can journal or meditate or mm-hmm. take a hot bath. Yeah read a book yes do something or staying up a little bit later like if you're a night owl like me yeah sometimes it's like staying up a little bit later you know another thing multi i mean we're the queens of multitasking aren't we all (laughs) um it's what we do yeah i i use for instance if if you follow me on the instagram and the social medias I use the opportunity to do yoga in my house because I don't have time to go to a studio. There's nobody watching my daughter so that I can go, go do yoga with, with other adult humans. So I have to do it in my house and I have to do it my way, but I use it as a time, like while she's playing, like, you know, we, we use it as a playtime. We dance together. So it's like, okay, I'm getting the time in with her but I'm also getting time to do something that I genuinely enjoy Mm -hmm. and stop doing because I didn't have the time. Right. Or it's like, I have the time. time. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's like, you know, you got to find a way to like, I let my daughter do dishes with me. I know that that sounds crazy. Oh no. Three. She's three, but I put the chair up next to the sink. I'm on one side. She's on the other. She knows she only can touch things that are plastic. I put away, you know, all the knives and stuff. I completely separate all that stuff. But then I can do my practical self-care. I can clean the house and make a game out of it with her. You know, you have to find the ways to multitask. And that's just, you know, mommy stuff that we already do. But do it by also taking care of you and doing the things that you enjoy. Take a bath with your baby. You know, if you feel like you ain't got the time to take no bath and you want to relax your muscles, get in the bath with the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still yeah. take baths. My, my baby is three and we take baths together still. Like we still do because mommy loves baths. So, you know, you just got to find a way to 
You got to get creative. Yeah. <laughs> and that works for you because, you know, yeah. I get up at 4 a.m., but that may not work for everyone, you know? No, it does not work for me. <laughs> like not some at people all. are night owls. So, again, yeah. you have to figure out what works for you and how you can incorporate at least like one thing that you do every day for yourself. Agreed. All and right, then, so, of course, not comparing, sorry, not oh, comparing oh, yourself. Right, right. Because we that, do that. We think, we think we have to do it a certain way. You said it, you know, meet yourself where you are. Do what you can like that. You know, don't put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect. You know, do it your way. Like you said, yeah, do it your way. Yes. So, Taylor, I also like that you encourage body positivity. So what exactly for those people who may be listening and they're thinking, like, what is body positivity like they don't know like can you school them a little bit because I think that it's so important in the world of like social media where we're always looking at other women and their bodies and wishing we were like them and you know especially Mm -hmm. with some of our mom bods you know (laughs) you know it can be so tough (laughs) and I body positivity um is embedded in the self-acceptance part of self-love and also like the self-care and self-expression um, parts for me. So I guess I could, uh, a more simplistic way to put body positivity is literally just accepting your body as she is. And that is for every single individual. Um, uh, a lot of times what we see on social media is body positivity being an excuse to be toxic um, and being an excuse to allow yourself to just not take care of yourself because I love my body the way she is. And you should. You should love her as she is right now. Stretch marks, rolls, dimples, craters, bumps, bruises, blemishes, Oh my goodness, the list goes on and on. I have things on my body that I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> didn't 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 see that one coming. Um <laughs> but accepting your body and liking your body and 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 learning to love parts of your body that were not that did not look the way that that no longer look the way that they used to is not an excuse to be toxic and to, you know, consume things that are going to harm your body. You know, body positivity is also mental and emotional and spiritual. You know, it's not just a physical thing. You know, our bodies deserve the best is how I put it, you know, but there's nothing wrong with a slice of pizza or some donuts or some cookies and cakes, you know, but everything in moderation. And I think that's how you have a balance, you know, in, in this life, you know, enjoy the pleasures of life, but don't overconsume. And that takes active self-love. That takes active checking in with yourself to say, you know, am I stress eating? Like, is that what's happening? You know, am I overconsuming because I'm sad or like, you know, like actually taking the time to ask yourself those tough questions and why your behaviors are what they are. So, you know, my body positive journey, I I have had stretch marks, for instance, since I was in middle school. It's something that I've always had. And then after my daughter, I've I got even more. My entire, you know, lower belly is covered in them. And there were things that I wouldn't do or wouldn't wear because of them. And in this journey, you know, the first three steps in self-love are self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-forgiveness. So, you know, when you're when you're being aware of who you are and why you do what you do, why you think, how you think, why you behave, how you behave, and actually are reflecting in that, and then you start to work towards the acceptance part of it, you're you can't help but to challenge yourself to think about why you body shame yourself. You know, why am I saying things about my body that I wouldn't say to my best friend. Um, things like, you, I look a mess. You know, we say that a lot. Yeah, oh, and we don't um, even think about it. I know I do. Oh, we don't <laughs> think about it. We do. 
it comes out so fast that we don't even realize what we are saying. And then our bodies hear it. Like your mind hears what you are saying about yourself, you know, and you say it enough and you say it over and over and over again that eventually you will start to believe that you look a mess Um, or that you only, you have to look a certain way in order to be put together. So your sweatpants and your messy ponytail, that's looking a mess. When in reality, sis, you're beautiful in every space, no matter what you have on. Um, because not only because you are a woman, but because you are a mother. Like, oh, mothers are so powerful. You know, women are powerful, but mothers, we know how powerful we are every single day, every single night when that kid wakes up five times in the middle of the night. It, we're just reminded of how powerful we are. So for me, my journey was putting on that two-piece bathing suit for the first time and being unashamed and unapologetic in it and, you know, wearing the things that I wouldn't wear two, three, four years ago, you know, actually just making that commitment. And for me, it's crop tops. Like I have loved them for so long. And I remember being the girl hating on girls, like why it's midday, why are you wearing that? And it's like, it's midday, why aren't you? If you want to wear it, if that's what you want to wear, your body shouldn't be the reason that you're not wearing it. You know, would you wear it if you were smaller? Yeah, so wear it now. <laughs> right. Um, and and that's just a part of the self-acceptance journey in it. You know, is it's hard to admit it, but if you are body shaming yourself, which is what we spend a lot of time doing as moms, you know, we got these new stretch marks and you know, that, that pooch on your belly ain't going nowhere, no matter how many crunches you do. And, you know, the things are sagging, especially the boobs, especially if you're a breastfed mom. Oh, my God. Oh my goodness, Tell me just, about it. Jesus. It goes on and on. It goes on and on. And we beat ourselves up. It's like, you know, and then a lot of us, you know, they'll get the money and it's like you fixing stuff and tucking stuff and you injecting stuff in your body and doing anything possible to fit into this idea of perfection and you're losing yourself. You're losing the gratitude. You're losing the joy in these natural, beautiful bodies that were able to hold a child for nine months. You know, we're, our bodies were designed to have a little something on them. You know, we, we bear children. It's just a part of it. And then what are we teaching our kids, especially those of us who have young daughters? It's like, what? If you're body shaming yourself, you looking in the mirror like, ugh, or, you know, telling yourself you look a mess as you walk around your house, who's listening to you? That little girl, you know, or that little boy. He's listening to you body shame yourself. Um, what message are you sending by doing that? Because daughter thinks she looks like mom. So if mom don't think she looks good, then what does daughter think about herself? So we have a responsibility, moms, to what comes out of our mouth. We have a responsibility. And um, I think it starts a lot, a lot with that. You know, being able to compliment yourself when you don't feel so hot. Like, you know, I am beautiful right now with these stains all over these sweatpants and uh, one boob out because I'm just finished breastfeeding. Like, what? <laughs> I am. I'm beautiful right now. I ain't showered in a couple days, whatever. I'm beautiful right now because this life is beautiful. And I was created with purpose. And sometimes you just have to speak this stuff out into existence, just like you speak that negative self-talk, you have to speak that positive self-talk. It has to, that's the shift. You have to make the shift. And that was a lot of what it was for me in order to really accept my body. Yes. I like that you said that. It's like, you literally have to start speaking those things until you believe it. Um, Because like you speak the negative things about yourself. And like you said, if you keep saying that you're a mess, eventually you will become a mess. And so if you Mm -hmm. begin to speak over yourself saying that you are beautiful and you know, these other positive things, you'll start to believe them. And then, like you said, it's a, it's Mm -hmm. a whole entire shift that has to take place. But you know, Taylor Valentine's day 
um, is near. And <laughs> I mm-hmm. know for a lot of single moms, mm. um, they don't really particularly like Valentine's Day. Or maybe it's no. just because of their current situation, right? They're not with the guy. Right. And they're right. in grocery stores or whatever stores that mm. they may be in. Every and store. And they see, Every, you know, even the guys. gas station. <laughs> yeah, like buying the flowers and the balloons. Mm-hmm. Or like on social yeah. media, you see... Like people posting like, oh, I got this. And sometimes it's even early day gifts, you know? Like I remember this one girl, she got um, a new car, you know, for um, Valentine's Day. And I was like, wow, you know, but, you know, here's the thing with social media. You never know what's happening behind closed doors. Like it looks nice and glamorous and the flowers are cute. Um, But when they die, what happens? Or when the balloons Mm. run out of air, what happens? Mm. So I Mm. just wanted to you know, (laughs) see if you had any tips for these moms who, you know, kind of don't like being alone on Valentine's Day or they don't really understand that this is okay that you're single. Celebrate your singleness. You know, you this like this is a it's a step in the journey. You know, it's a part of the process. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of times um, we don't realize how much we grow during this step in our our journey. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, yes, I, I think we allow the hype and the commercialism of it to overshadow the one thing that Valentine's Day is all about, which is love. You know, you can, tr- you can, you know, flip it as much as you want, but the purpose of it is to show love to others. And every year since I was a kid, my mother has got me a Valentine's Day. There is nothing romantic between me and my mom. That's just love. So why is it that without romance in our lives, we feel like Valentine's Day can't happen or woe is me I'm not in a relationship and I have been there I have put myself in those depressed spaces of I'm not in a relationship or even for me I was in a relationship that was toxic so you know that person being depressed and struggling with alcoholism and not doing anything about it you know, depression can be a very selfish um, disorder and it could cause you to not focus on or prioritize the people in your life to where, you know, Valentine's Day for me was almost like I was single um, already. So I had already been experiencing the lack of compared to what everybody else showed me on social media. So I was already experiencing when I was actually single that was heightened. And when I began to start looking at Valentine's Day as a time for love instead of something rooted in romance, that is when it was like, well, I'm going to pour into myself. If I'm in a store and I see all these bells and whistles for Valentine's Day, I'm going to buy me some bells and whistles like I would want somebody else to buy me bells and whistles. Because the one thing that I have learned in my singleness is if I can't do it for myself, how can I expect someone to do it for me? You know, if I can't take myself out on a date, if I can't buy myself flowers, balloons, chocolates, whatever it is that you love and enjoy, draw yourself a bath, you know, whatever that is, if I can't do it for myself, you know, how can I expect to have that in a relationship? Because my my standard will be set. You know, if I'm giving it to myself, if I'm able to take myself out on dates, then of course I'm going to expect that from someone else. You know, but if you're not even doing that in your own personal life, if you're not actually doing the things that you enjoy and that you would anticipate in a relationship, then you're not going to demand it in one. Like if you're actually in a relationship, that's not going to be something that you demand. So. For me, it was literally all of the stuff that people do that are in, you know, relationships during Valentine's Day. I do that for myself. Like, I am anticipating for, like, the third year in a row, I am anticipating Valentine's Day because I know that I'm going to make myself chocolate-covered strawberries. 
which is like my new thing that I do is I actually make them for myself. I don't need nobody to buy me no chocolate covered strawberries. I could do that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. I'm going to get my own champagne, a little cotton candy and make something all cute. I'm going to have a whole date night for me. And if my baby is there, if it's, you know, a time when you want to celebrate with the people that you love. It's like whoever you love, not who you are romantically involved with, that's who you can celebrate Valentine's Day with. Celebrate Valentine's Day with your baby. You know, of course, you, we struggle with the void of not being in a relationship 365 days a year. It's not just on one day. You know, Valentine's Day is not the only day that you are going to be like, you know, I, I desire relationships. But like I said in the beginning of this, we are single for a reason. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with us or something that we need to fix. But there is a reason. There is a reason. And a lot of times I find that that reason is because we prioritize that other person more than we prioritize ourselves. We were not on our list of priorities. We completely, you know, took on everything that that person should have been taking on for themselves as an individual. Um, So I'm, yes. I am anticipating doing all of the stuff that I love to do on Valentine's Day now, which is, you know, all the gushy stuff, you know, but I don't need to have someone with me in order to have that space. Yes, that is so good. So, Taylor, I believe that is it. I just kind of wanted to wrap up and um, see if you had any other tips or anything else that you would like to share Um, but before I let you do that I just wanted to remind everyone that's listening how we love ourselves is how we teach others to love us we have to take Mm -hmm. out time to take care of that person that's deep down inside of us and incorporate some sort of self-love every single day okay when we don't make Mm -hmm. priority it's the breeding ground for anxiety depression Mm -hmm. anger, and resentment Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. so one more time Mm -hmm. (laughs) do one conscious loving thing for yourself each and every day now taylor Mm -hmm. you can go ahead and share your final words and let everybody know where they could find you and connect with you on social media of course to every mom listening you matter. Your feelings are valid. Don't run away from your pain. So if it's loneliness, if it's fear, if it's doubt, if it's worry, shame, insecurity, whatever that is, face it. You know, face whatever it is that you are struggling with and um, pour into that space. Feel that love crack. Feel that space in your heart that you feel like is lacking and fill it with gratitude. Gratitude is a major part of self-love. And if you can find the gratitude in the darkness, of course you will be able to find the gratitude in the light. And me, my, my own personal journey in being grateful for my daughter has allowed me to be grateful for my singleness because I could be settling. Oh yeah, I could still have that man in my life in a toxic relationship and I could have chosen to continue that relationship because in a lot of ways it would be easier for me. You know, it's easier when there are two individuals taking care of a child than it is with one. So I could make that choice, but no, I'm single for the right reasons. And those reasons are my heart, my peace, my joy, my sanity, Um, you know, I would rather be struggling with my loneliness than to be in a toxic relationship, you know, waiting for potential to turn into reality. So find the gratitude is what I am going to leave you all with. And, um, yes, you can find me on the, on the social medias at Ladyhood Journey, um, my website is ladyhoodjourney.com. My email is ladyhoodjourney at gmail. Um, I'm on the Twitter, but I don't really tweet much. Um, but 
<laughs> Lady Journey underscore is my Twitter name. And Taylor Pinkston, Taylor with an apostrophe, P-I-N-K-S-T-O-N on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Taylor. Thank you. Really oh, my goodness. You taking out time to chat with me. This is awesome. I'm honored. <laughs> and I will link all of your information in the show notes. That way, everybody can just go there and um, get connected with you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Such a powerful um, space you have created for single mothers and oh my goodness do we need it we need, yeah. need it <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes we definitely do yeah I appreciate you too that I you know I've been able to cultivate a space um that mm-hmm. for single moms by single moms I think that a lot of times you know there are well I won't say a lot of times there are some single mom podcasts out there but they're not for single moms by single moms you know Mm -hmm. so it's different when you're actually hearing from a person that's been through you know what you're going through and they can actually connect with you on that level so yeah Mm -hmm. again very powerful yes thank you so much Mm -hmm. thank you you're welcome all right I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Taylor's energy and positivity is amazing. If you learned something, we want to hear from you. Make sure you leave a review, rate the podcast, and feel free to shoot me a DM over on Instagram if you've done all of those things and let me know. You guys are pretty good about that, telling me like you liked the episode or something wasn't right. Like I appreciate all of the feedback. Listen, (laughs) whether it's good or bad, I appreciate it. You can follow me over on Instagram at Single Black Motherhood. You can like us on Facebook, Single Black Motherhood, and check out the website, singleblackmotherhood.com. I have started therapy and I have decided to sort of document my journey over there. So make sure you check that out. This weekend, I'm going to be releasing a bonus episode talking about the anniversary of the podcast. So make sure that you are subscribed if you're not subscribed already. All right. You do not want to miss next week's episode as well. Like, it's so good and inspiring. And it's going to, like, stir up some stuff in you to want to do better with your finances. And if it doesn't, like, I think there's a problem. (laughs) But anyways, thanks again for listening, y'all. I really appreciate it. And until Saturday, thanks again for listening. Bye.